1: With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. It is Carricker and Smallman on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. And the Washington Post dropped the bombshell story about uh, rampant sexual harassment in the Washington football team offices. The story came out yesterday. Cindy Boren of the Washington Post joins us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Cindy, thanks so much for taking some time with us this morning. How are you doing?
2: Oh, I'm great. Great to be with you.
1: Well, let's start with this, uh, uh, just around the the sports scene in Washington. How pervasive were the, the discussions about this over the course of the last couple of years? Before the story came out, we'd seen the New York Times story about the cheerleaders a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Was this something that was kind of a, a, a known secret on the Washington sports scene?
2: Yeah, I think you'll you'll notice that most reporters are saying they weren't surprised by it, Um no one would really go public with it uh, and attach a name to it. Uh, there was nothing really specific. Uh, and, you know, without, without someone brave enough to, to come forward, and, you know, three or four women now were, uh, in addition, out of the 15 that, that the Post uh, talked to, um, you know, it, it changes things. Times change, as we're finding out every single day.
0: Absolutely, Cindy. And we know that members of the organization who were referenced by name have been moved from the organization. Either they've resigned or they've been fired. And Bruce Allen mm-hmm. is, is no longer with the organization. Ron Rivera was not a part of this as a new hire. So I think a lot of people are circling Dan Snyder's name and saying, even though his behavior in specific to the sexual harassment allegations, wasn't necess- he wasn't necessarily tied to that. He's still the person that employed these people and maybe fostered this environment of hostility and um, you know an unsafe environment towards women so how do you think people are going to react to dan snyder in the wake of of this article
2: i can't imagine that the nfl won't determine that he bears some responsibility here when you have an have a team that has something like 200 employees for instance and you have one human resources person you know, do you really think you're going to get any complaints? Do you really think that that people are going to feel free about, you know free and, and, and able to come in and, and speak their minds about what might be happening to them? Um, th- there is a, a larger question here about the culture, uh, specifically after that cheerleader story and now this. Uh, it, it, and, and the owner hasn't really made the right move yet with it. instead of coming out with a statement himself, uh, you know, talking to the media, for instance, he never ever addresses the media never is really available for interviews. He just put out the statement saying they'd hired a, a law firm to investigate. And it, then the NFL, you know, now it's in the NFL's um, um, jurisdiction. They'll look at, at how he handles it, what he does. And, you know, decide if he's done enough, that, you know, the the departure of these people is enough. My guess is there will be some form of punishment that will come down. I I can't imagine that there won't. The the larger problem is he has minority owners who account for 40 percent of of management. They're not happy. They want out. And he has sponsors that are that aren't interested in being associated with the team right now until, you know, the name change goes through. He's got a lot of
1: problems on his hands. Cindy Boren of the Washington Post with us on One Hundred and One ESPN. Cindy, as uh, this uh, as uh, this story came about, and uh, you learned things, and then read the the completed piece yesterday, was there a a striking moment for you, a, a wow moment where you said, "Man, that's just amazing that this was allowed to happen." Of all the th- all those wow moments, was there one that really struck uh, your struck a chord with you?
2: As uh, a woman who has been in sports for a long time, it, almost everything struck a chord <laughs> with bet. me, and I don't think you'll find a woman who won't say that. Um, any woman who's been in a in a locker room, in a male sport, covering a male sport, you know, they're going to tell you that stuff like that happens, and it it's a question of how you deal with it. Uh, for me, the the quote, you know, the quote that really resonated with me was the quote from Julia Payne, who has been in politics, and she said. You know, she said, I, this is, I'm paraphrasing, this is the worst thing I've ever seen, and I've worked in politics. So there you have
0: it. And she that, worked
1: in the Clinton so. administration.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And Cindy, we were all reading this story and we were horrified by this behavior, but to, to your point about how you don't think that there's a woman within sports that didn't resonate with some of these things, that leads everyone to believe and acknowledge that this doesn't just happen within the confines of D.C., that this is happening in sports, period. So what do you think the steps are moving forward? Is it teams doing internal investigations? Not only when someone comes out and says, hey, this is happening to me at work, but existing organizations saying, hey, we don't know if this is happening here, but maybe we should investigate our own policies and behaviors to make sure that it's not happening here? I think that the emphasis on that is going to have to come from the NFL. I think they will look at the fact
2: that just two years ago, there was the cheerleader story that appeared in The New York Times. uh, And now this, uh, you know, you had Jerry Richardson being forced to sell the Carolina Panthers, what, two two years ago, year and a half ago um mark cuban had a similar problem with the mavericks although you know he handled that he he's actually the textbook case for how to handle it come come out go forward um speak to the media admit responsibility take steps he handled it pretty in a pretty exemplary fashion I I think the NFL has to push all the teams now to do that, particularly since, as I mentioned, you know, the Panthers. It just happened with the
1: Panthers. Mm -hmm. Is Dan Snyder capable of taking those steps like Mark Cuban did of uh, helping solve this problem? He seems to have been pretty Teflon with the the name and with the cheerleader story a couple of years ago and the the incessant losing. Uh, Does the Teflon ever end for Dan Snyder?
2: I don't know if it's the Teflon or just the being uh, being a ghost. Uh, He's not around. You can't really talk to him. Uh, There are owners in other cities who are accessible to the media. (laughs) All you have to do is give him a call. And um, he is not. He is just there on game days. Presumably he's at Redskins Park every day. But watching practice every day, you know, people see him on the, the sidelines watching practices. But he has not shown himself to be accessible. He has always in the past preferred to send out Bruce Allen and for interviews as the face of the franchise. And he appears to be doing the same thing now with Ron Rivera, who, in addition to trying to put together a team in his first season here, is tasked with speaking in speaking about the nickname speaking about uh the story now it it's a lot to put on ron rivera i'm not you know ron rivera is uh very highly regarded and i'm certain he can handle it but it's kind of unfair to him you know it seems Mm -hmm. to me absolutely sandy so no i don't think i'm not sure he is capable Uh, he has not been in the past i don't know that there's anyone there who has his ear who can talk to him in the past when he's had issues you know, you can Google his past headlines. Um, he has hired uh, PR people, you know, uh, uh, image consultants to, to help him and he ends up p- not paying any attention to them. Um, he's throwing money to the, to the breeze, uh, but because he just doesn't listen. So, you know, maybe, maybe it'll change now. I, I, I don't know, he's got a he's got a mess on his hands. He needs help.
0: It seems like any story you you read coming out of Washington in regards to this organization, they always cite the dysfunction in the Dan Snyder led mm-hmm. organization and we know mm-hmm. that there's not been a lot of stability within the organization whether it's from a coaching perspective or, or a personnel perspective and I had been reading in the Washington Post about Ron Rivera and about how here's this well-respected football man who wants to come in and assemble this team and then all of a sudden he's having to deal with all of this PR about the name change and all of this PR ab- about now these um, these stories from women talking about bad behavior within the organization and he had not public come out and said, wow, this is a lot. But people have said privately he's fatigued by this stuff already. So if Dan Snyder doesn't start to take accountability and speak for himself, I wonder if you're ever going to be able to see success in Washington or success within that organization. Because if you're Ron Rivera, I don't know how much longer you would want to endorse stuff like this, because it's only going to get worse, you would think. Well, there's Ron
2: Rivera's perspective, which you just really um, outlined pretty well. And then there's The perspective of other NFL owners—they're sitting here, you know, around this around the country, looking at Washington, Washington D.C. They're looking at a at a franchise that's underperforming. On any given Sunday, the stands at FedEx Field are filled with fans of the opponent. They're not fans of the Redskins. It's it's not a home field really for the team, and it's the nation's capital. You know, this should be a this team should be a, a showpiece, and it isn't. They want to move back into Washington D.C., which is understandable. It's where the stadium should be, uh, a new, you know, palace, glittering palace. But not until the nickname changes, the city won't uh, won't allow taxpayer money to be used on it until the name changes. Well, the name's going to change, but do you really think this guy is capable of of taking a, a glittering stadium and filling it with a team that doesn't, that wins. How's that? I'll be charitable. <laughs> a team that wins. I and mean, you know, they've just been awful for so long. He, he's alienated a, a lot of the fan base. I, I know a lot of Redskins ticket holders. They have 20 years ago, they had small kids. Uh, 15 years ago, their kids were small. Kids don't want to go to the Redskins games because they don't remember the, the glory years of Joe Gibbs and the, The Super Bowl trophies. They don't want to drive to the stadium out in suburban Maryland, which is always every single year rated as one of the worst places to see an NFL game. So he's got a lot of work to do to, to woo back the fan base apart from all his other problems.
1: Cindy Boren great insight thanks so much for taking some time with us we appreciate it and keep up the great work at the Washington Post we love everything that the your entire paper is doing oh
2: thank you we appreciate that
1: all right take care that is Cindy Boren from the Washington Post here on 101 ESPN via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line it's Hey, we we've been there we lived it somebody who was not around not present for the team didn't want to interact with the media and use the media as a conduit to the fans and consistently lost it's very very familiar from an NFL perspective isn't it
0: yes and doesn't want to take responsibility for the dysfunction
1: no so it's uh, and, and i just i have no emotional attachment at all to an organization that I invested a lot in over the course of my life, emotionally and financially. But there's there's nothing there now that I would say is even worth following or being positive about.
0: And if you, you have to feel badly for the fans who are... Yeah. Uh, innocent bystanders and all of this and have given their money, their energy, their time to supporting this franchise that really hasn't done a lot in, in the past decade plus to reciprocate their support.
1: Yeah, the last time they were good was when the Cook family owned the franchise. The last time they were consistently good. They haven't been under Dan Snyder. We have a late edition of The Fight coming up next on 101 ESPN.